Good morning and welcome, and we are joined at this time by Congressman Greg Pence. Good morning to you, Congressman. Morning, Tom. How are you today? Oh, fantastic. Uh, short week this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but uh, looking forward to that and, uh, you know, get a little time to uh, express the uh, gratitude for what we have. And uh, and I'm, I'm sure uh, you and yours are uh, looking forward to doing the same. We do. I'm going to have uh, eight grandchildren uh, in my house at the same time. None of them are older than seven. So it's, it's, I'm going to have a day of my Thanksgiving will be when they leave and the house gets quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all the best to you on, on Thursday. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, with that, uh, we got to shift gears and get down to business here. And, of course, um, you've got uh, a lot of things going on, especially uh, the, um, you know, what you call the uh, the Biden energy crisis. And uh, you're calling on the the, uh, the other caucus to end their uh, radical agenda. And uh, can you give us a little bit of your, your thoughts as far as that's concerned and also about uh, the spending? Well, Tom, I think I think uh, some of the listeners know that I spent my entire career in the petroleum industry. The last job I had uh, was actually working for Circle K uh, as their director of fuels, and so I've, I've had a lot of spent a lot of time in my life on uh, the energy side, uh, the cost of products. You know, we can look out at the pump as we drive down or fill up our gas tank and see how much the gasoline has gone up. Diesel fuel has gone up. And frankly, natural gas, which uh, contributes to the electricity uh, or uh, our heating in our homes or cooking, and it's out of control. Uh, it, you know, from the beginning of shutting down the Keystone Pipeline to then uh, allowing uh, the Russians to pump natural gas into Europe, where we were selling it, uh, that has that that cost uh, Europe a lot of money on the natural gas side because then they shut that off. And now the, now the administration is talking about shutting down a pipeline that comes from Canada. It's a crude pipeline, runs all the way through Michigan and goes to refineries in Detroit and Toledo. And those two refineries make a lot of the gas we burn right here in southern Indiana. So it's bad, and it's going to get worse. And frankly, the Build Back Better bill has what they call a, well, it's a carbon tax is what it is. It's a methane fee, but it's a carbon tax. So anyone that moves or produces methane and that happens anytime you make gasoline or crude oil uh, or uh, diesel, uh, then then you will have to pay a fee for doing that. Uh, think of all that effect. We're, all the plastic is made from petroleum products. So the, where, where I'm going with this, Tom, is inflation is out of control, and the energy problems, the energy hikes that we've seen are actually literally – I'm not, not saying a pun here, but it's fueling inflation. And the Build Back Better bill that was passed uh, on right last Friday morning is only going to continue to make that worse and worse, along with the whole Build Back Better bill, uh, if it goes to the Senate and comes back, which it probably will, 
the spending there will continue to drive prices up everywhere. This is this is the most expensive Thanksgiving we've ever had. My wife went and uh, she got ready for the, the Thanksgiving dinner that we were hosting at her house, and she was shocked when she got home and said, you can't believe how many shelves have nothing in, and I won't name, but a very, very large regional uh, grocery store that we all shop at. Uh, and she said, I can't believe it. I'm, and she said, I'm glad I went yesterday, Sunday, and didn't wait until the day before Thanksgiving to get some of the things. So, you know, I, I have written letters to the administration. I've gone to the floor and made speeches uh, in committee hearings. I have brought up a number of times what this energy crisis, this price increase and this inflation is doing to us middle-class folks. And I'm going to keep talking about it, but people are telling us about it all day long. So people, the, the administration Democrats actually need to pay attention to this. They're hurting the middle class. You know, I was kind of curious about that. Uh, you kind of answered uh, my next question uh, about what you're hearing from constituents back home in the 6th Congressional District. Well, we're hearing two words, inflation and IRS. Now, IRS might not be uh, as well known to the consumers out there, the constituents. You know, we drive down the street and we see the we see the inflation. But the IRS, in the Build Back Better bill, there is 87,000 new IRS agents to be hired and the IRS be funded with $80 billion. Now, here's the thing that kind of surprised me, Tom. The constituents knew about that, and it is the single largest outreach from constituents that we have ever, ever had in our office in D.C. and the four offices throughout the district. The people saying, this is outrageous, this, is, this can't be, this won't stand. Because you know what? It's one thing for the government to regulate businesses, but now they're going to come into our homes and they're going to regulate our checking account. You know, when they first started with this IRS expansion, they said they would, the gov- that banks would report every $600 transaction that everyone, whether it was a deposit or, or check or paying a bill of $600. So they could come in and watch what you're doing. If that isn't Big Brother, I don't know what is. And, you know, that one... Uh, I sure hope that doesn't make it into the uh, uh, into the bill, uh, the final bill. And I hope we can fight this final bill because well, we sure don't need Washington D.C. in our house in our checkbook. And uh, moving on uh, to the um, um, well, the vaccination mandate, uh, understand OSHA is not going to enforce that. Uh, that came down last week. It did. You know, Tom, I I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, you and I talked about the vaccination mandate came out and it was supposed to be implemented uh, December 3rd. And then uh, the administration pushed it off to January 4th. You know why they pushed it off January 4th? Well, so all the Christmas presents could be delivered. So that's that that's that two facedness of of fighting the virus. And this mandate, vaccination mandate, which many, many people are opposed to being told what they have to do with their bodies. We just talked about what they have to do inside their home, but with their bodies, 
here again, the government backed off because it's just not right. The vaccination mandate telling people what they have to do, even if they have uh, the antibodies in their system, you still have to go get a vaccination. And if you've noticed now, the CDC is telling people, well, you know, you're going to have to get a booster. And they keep telling us one thing and then telling us something different later on. Going all the way back to almost two years ago, some of the folks in the CDC said we had to wear two masks right after they said we didn't need to wear masks at all. So I'm glad OSHA's backing off. Uh, um, common sense is prevailing. And uh, I'm going to keep fighting the, the mandate. It's a good thing we're, we're seeing states and governors across the country fight this mandate as uh you know, the hospitalization rates are way, way down. They're the folks going to the hospital or those not vaccinated. And I would tell, encourage people, get vaccinated. But I don't want the government coming and policing businesses and individuals, whether they got a vaccination or not. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned the um, uh, the states taking action, in particular, the state uh, attorneys general, in particular, uh, Todd Rokita here in Indiana, uh, among, uh, you know, dozens of states that uh, have, have taken action against this. They have. And uh, frankly, I, I think that's a good thing. And I think that's one of the reasons OSHA backed off. You know, we have three branches of government, uh, and that's what you have to do when when the executive branch gets uh, uh it's too pushy, if you will. It's a good thing that we have the courts that are going to adjudicate and bring common sense back in. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence, who, of course, uh, represents uh, the 6th Congressional District in the state of Indiana on Capitol Hill. And, uh, of course, we had some you know pretty heavy topics in the uh, first segment, but uh, you've had some other things that uh, you've been able to uh, commemorate, in particular something uh, near and dear to you. That's the uh, 246th birthday of the Marine Corps. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks, Tom. You know, we were back out in the district, not last week, but the week before. Uh, and one of the great things I get to do, uh, I went to the floor and celebrated the Marine Corps' birthday on uh, November 10th. But also on the 10th, I go and I have breakfast with a whole bunch of Marines in my hometown. And this has been going on since I moved back to my hometown in 1988. Uh, uh, we're trying to get more newer uh, recruits to join us, but boy, is it a lot of fun. We tell old war stories. Frankly, we've, told, we've been telling them so long we can tell each other's stories, but <laughs> it's always good to hear them again and laugh again because there's, there's, there's a lot of great things uh, in that people uh, got to experience when they were in their service, and that's what we do. We talk about the fun things we did and how proud we were to serve in the Marine Corps, and so that's, that's a great tradition. Uh, for a great organization, the United States Marine Corps. 
And then the next day, you know, we had the uh, Veterans Day. And again, back out in the district. And boy, we, we kind of went all over the district to different events. I started in Hope, Indiana at a high school uh, veteran celebration, uh, Hauser High School. Then we went on to uh, Richmond to the American Legion. And, and they, uh, they were handing out lunches to veterans um, and delivering lunches. And then we went to a veterans park in Wayne County and celebrated with those folks uh, commemorating. You know, it's, it's interesting. The older veterans get, the more they honor uh, their own service and the service of others because it's just the fond memories. Uh, it was a time in our lives when we really did sacrifice. We really did something above and beyond ourselves. And, and so we should always continue to celebrate and recognize those that serve the country and put their lives at risk. Indeed. And, um, and of course, you, you mentioned the uh, the Marine Corps breakfast and telling war stories. And um, and have you had any cases where uh, guys were uh, telling uh, you know fellow Marines their uh, you know combat stories, for example? Because I would imagine that in a way that would be uh, therapeutic for them, and that. Uh, you know, fellow Marines, fellow service members would understand, whereas uh, the rest of us uh, who did not see combat uh, maybe wouldn't understand. Yeah, that's an interesting question, Tom. Um, there's a great deal of reverence and solemnity when people talk about, you know, what they did in combat. Uh, and it's always about those that didn't come home when they talk about it. It isn't about what they did. Uh, and, you know, that, that's the honor part of our conversations. Uh, but you don't want to dwell on that too much. I think it is, it is good for folks to talk about that. But it's also good to remember the good times in our service. And I can imagine there uh, there's some really good uh, you know some some hilarious stories out there. I can I, you know <laughs> I can I can only imagine. Well, particularly the boot camp stories. They're always <laughs> they're always the funny ones. <laughs> No doubt. So, um, and uh, finally, uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you loose this morning, Congressman? Well, you know, we're we Tom. We're always here to serve. It's pence.house.gov, and I'd like to wish everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. This is a this is a great time of year. Uh, I'm spending it with family, and I hope everybody else gets that same opportunity this year. Yeah, of course, it's uh, always one of my favorite holidays, personally. Uh, not just for the food, but the fact that it's uh, you know express uh, gratitude for what you have and what you what you should do every day of the year. But uh, still, you know, great opportunity to stop, uh, put the brakes on life for just a little bit, and re- uh, remember uh, what you have. That's right. And sit on the couch and say, "I ate too much." Right. That's right. And maybe uh, l- wait for the trip to fan to kick in and. You know, and goes off during the football games or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Congressman Pence, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. As always, we appreciate these uh, every other week visits, and, uh, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving, Tom. Thanks. Have a great day. Again, our thanks to Sixth District Congressman Greg Pence for joining us this morning. I'm Tom Snape for the Daily Pod.